What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renishan, joined as always by my guy, Devin the Verified Jackson. Uh, just a quick apology about what was supposed to be last week's podcast. It got lost in the ether, blame Skype. Um, it just decided to not keep the recording. So, we missed, uh, you missed a, what was frankly a fantastic podcast that Devin and I recorded that will never be heard by anyone, and that makes me sad. Uh, before you hear from Devin, I just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. You know, Devin, this week is American Thanksgiving, or as you guys would just call it, Thanksgiving. What better way to celebrate than by getting yourself some amazing protein bars? Stay tuned, because on Thursday's episode, you're going to hear the great deals that they have to offer for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We want you guys to save some money. If you want to order now, it's 10% off. But just hold off a bit, because there may be some bigger deals coming down later this week. Now that that's out of the way, Devin Jackson. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, Mike? Um, Yeah, man, it's Thanksgiving this week, um, and I will be working, so. I will also be working, but it doesn't affect me, because it's Thanksgiving for you guys, and it's just Thursday for me. Yeah, sorry. Thanksgiving already happened for you, right? It it did. It did. But that doesn't mean that Black Friday doesn't exist up here, which is how I got my new TV yesterday. Yes, I got to watch some football, Devin, on a brand new 4K TV. Uh, oh, my God, dude. It is. I, I am convinced I'll probably never leave my basement outside of actually, like, recording the podcast. <laughs> I may never leave my basement again. So, sorry, I'm going to have to tell my boss that they're going to have to move into my basement so I don't have to leave this TV. Don't know how well that's going to work for me. Probably not very well. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devin. It was a very interesting week of college football, but before we get into the ranked games, I just... I just uh, these Big Ten refs. These Big Ten refs. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me let, you know, let me tell you. So I'm sitting there on Friday night. I'm a little bit bored. I got Purdue versus Minnesota open up on the laptop. You know, no real rooting interest in this game. Rondale Moore is back, which is great. We finally got to see Rondale Moore and David Bell on the field at the same time. And it was beautiful because, like, Minnesota couldn't stop either of them. But the problem is that Purdue doesn't have a defense, so Minnesota just kind of kept scoring points. Anyways... Late in the game, quarterback Jack Plummer, they, they made the QB switch. It's no longer um, uh, Aiden O'Connell. So Jack Plummer throws it up. Oh, it's intercepted by Minnesota. Except, wait, no, it isn't because David Bell does the most insane thing I've ever seen. And while falling down, knocks it out of the defender's hand and then catches it himself. But wait, Devin, but wait. It was ruled incomplete. Even though he had his entire body inbounds, he was on the ground when he caught it. The reason being, the second Minnesota defender in the area had, like, part of his cleat on the sideline and must have, I guess, slightly grazed the ball, thus making it an incomplete pass. I hate Big Ten officials. They ruined the fun. But they weren't quite done screwing Purdue over just yet. Later in the drive, Jack Plummer bombs it to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Except wait, Devin. Except, wait, pass interference on Purdue. And upon replay, 
the player that caught the touchdown. I don't know his name, unfortunately. I don't know if it was a tight end or a small or a bigger slot receiver. Anyways, doesn't matter for the sake of this argument. When they zoomed in, he did not touch the defender at any point. They called pass interference for him simply being faster than you know than the Minnesota defensive back. And that is absolute bullshit. And if that weren't bad enough, if the re- if the two instances of ref ball on the same drive weren't bad enough, the very next play, game-ending interception. Screw the Big Ten refs. Glad I don't have to cover that uh, that that conference as a whole. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it was Payne Durham, uh, a Purdue tight end. What a name. Uh. That should have had the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Purdue should have won the game. Um, I said that David Bell and Rondell Moore were going to go off for 304 touchdowns. They got three touchdowns and didn't quite get 300 total yards, but they got pretty close. Uh, I want to say they got like 250, which is, I mean, you couldn't ask for more. And then, you know, Rondell Moore had a, a really good um, introduction, reintroduction to college football. It's been, what, two full seasons since we've seen him really about a season and a half no yeah it's been a while since we've seen him fully be himself so that was good to see david bell continues to impress uh he's going to be a top five receiver for me next year uh going into the summer so i'm saying that now i'm claiming it now uh i don't know about why receiver one that mm-hmm. that's a little too rich for one it's, it's a little too rich for me mm-hmm. but uh we're gonna come back and reevaluate that he's gonna be top five um, no doubt about that, but yeah, I mean, listen, man, Purdue is just, they continually get on the bad end of things. You know, they, they could have beaten Northwestern, but just turnovers killed them in that game. And um, then ref ball in this one. So they are uh, undeserved two and two. They should be undefeated right now, potentially, or even three and one and, and still very much alive in the Big Ten West race. But as we'll get to later, a new team has emerged that uh, someone on this podcast was very, very critical of. We both were very critical. Yeah, don't try to blame. Don't try to say it was just me. Don't try to say it was just me. Listen, you were the leader of the pack, though. I was. I was. And it's a good thing I had almost no followers this time last year because now I've almost doubled my, you know, uh, my reach, and everyone seems to forget about that. Anyways, let's get into reviewing these games. It started on Thursday night. We got Tulsa. We got Tulane. We got um, one of the greatest names of a wide receiver I've ever seen, one Carlos Santana. He reminds me of a movie star. Big stock. Growing up in Spanish up. Harlem. <laughs> Big stock up. Big time stock up. Tulsa wins 30-24. to 24. Anyone else like that Maria Maria? Uh <laughs> Tie-in I just did. I think you and I were both having fun with that one on Thursday night. Yeah. Tulsa moves to 5-1. and one. Tulane falls to 5-5. Five and five. Um, Tulsa's good. We knew this. Yeah. The thing was that... Brooks. Imagine if they had Shamari Brooks on this team, too. Not even that. They were on a third-string quarterback. Yeah. That's what I noticed. I'm like, wait, why isn't what's-his-face started? The, the date, I don't even know what the name was. It don't matter. It don't matter they, anymore. Zayvon Collins is the only subject of this game. Ooh, 
Ooh, let me talk about David Collins. Let me talk about David Collins. I'm so excited. So you mentioned him on the Friday podcast that didn't get released because thank you, Skype. Um, so after that game, I sat, or no, yeah, yeah, we recorded it Thursday. Yeah, it would have been released Friday. The game was Thursday. Um, I watched three games of, uh, of Zayvon Collins. I watched the last two weeks where he had game ceiling interceptions, including this one with a walk-off touchdown, which as a linebacker, this dude's hauling ass at 255, playing linebacker, bigger than some of these edge rushers in this class. And then I watched the game against Oklahoma State, and he's the main reason why Oklahoma State couldn't get anything going. He was running stride for stride with, with Chuba Hubbard, who's got track speed. This kid's good. There's a reason he's in Dame Brugler's top 50. Yeah, he's in my top 50 as well. He is not in mine just yet. Mine hasn't been, like, updated to include everyone. He comes in at 66. That's a good place to inter- to, to introduce yourself in my big board. 66. I've got him. Honestly, man, I think he can, I think he can pass Chaz Surratt. I think he can pass Dylan Moses. He might be pushing for Nick Bolton next. Yeah, I think when every, when this all said and done, he'll be a top four linebacker for, for most people. Uh, he is just that talented. Uh, I think he's gonna test really well. I think he's gonna run probably, he might run in the four, four fives. Yeah. Uh, which at 255 is yeah, insane. He, the way he moves is, is, is crazy. Uh, but yeah, he's supremely talented and, I got on the the hype train a couple weeks ago, and and I I won't stop, man. He is he is special. Yeah, uh, Tulsa continues to roll, and then we're just gonna kind of go down again. ESPN lists it by ranking instead of by time. They've changed it midway through this year. Remember when we started, we used to be able to go by time. So you and I both said Kentucky would cover the would cover the spread. Well, yeah. So wrong. Oh, we could not have been more wrong if we tried, Devin, because uh, uh, Bama won 63-3. to Well, listen, <laughs> Kentucky had momentum in the first quarter. And then it died. And then they missed it. I think they got a field goal either got blocked or they missed it, and then that was a wrap. That was the last time they did something. Yeah, it uh, – not not a great look. Not a great look at all. Bama wins 63-6 to six, uh, Sorry, 63-3, to three, like I said. Devontae Smith, 9 for 144 and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, for me, he's he's going to be a top 40 player, but he's not going to be like top 10, top 50 oh. that people are saying. Like I said, I have him at 16 right now overall. He's the fourth wide receiver. Now, that's factoring in that I had just bumped down Rondell Moore for literally not playing for over a season and a half. If Rondell Moore keeps us together, I'm pretty sure Rondell Moore will jump him again. And, you know, Terrace Marshall has played well. Chris Olave has played well. He'll be somewhere between wide receiver four and wide receiver eight for me when it's all said and done. Yeah. Which, again, top 40 for sure. Just how fat, like how high does he go? Yeah, Mac Jones played well as well. Uh, he had one insane throw on the goal line. He had so much time to throw, and he threaded uh, through a couple defenders. Um, but to to me, I I just nah. He just he's not he's not QB four man. Uh, maybe QB five or QB six. Really depends on how you view Ritter. 
Uh, I might be higher on Ritter than some other people because I think that he's really starting to put some things together. I have Jones at six. Yeah, I think Ritter's really making a push for QB5. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. All right. We'll see. My internet literally just dropped uh, the tab I was on. It just closed. So let me just bring back the scoreboard. Well, while, while you're doing that, I'll go ahead and, and talk some more. But, yeah, um, Mac Jones, he's played really well. Um but it, it's it's just difficult, man, with these one year starters. Uh, it is difficult to figure out, you know, are they really going to translate at the next level the way they're playing now? And for me, I don't, I just don't see Mac Jones him translating into being your potential starting quarterback. Like I think he can be like a game manager, serviceable, uh, can make some plays, but. Overall skill set and projection, I just don't know if I see him as a starter. Um, <laughs> oh my god, my my thought is done. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, sorry. The reason Devin laughed is because as soon as he, with how often he said Mac Jones. And with Devin's kind of, you know, more Louisiana and Georgia draw, it, the first thing that comes to mind is Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. But it's Mac Jones instead. So I, I texted him that, and that's what made him laugh. So, yes, Devin isn't just easily amused. Uh, it's me. Next game. This was a fun one. I missed this one because I was at work, but I did go back and watch it. Ah. Ohio State looked at halftime like they were just going to run away with Indiana. Uh, 28-7 at halftime. Indiana wasn't done yet. Indiana was not done yet. Michael Penix, 491. Five touchdowns. By the way, Ty Freire Fogel, the first wide receiver in Big Ten history to go for 200 yards receiving in back-to-back games. He got three more touchdowns. So again, shocker, stock up on Ty Freifogel. Stock way down on Stevie Scott because he had eight yards in this game. Uh, Indiana came just short, but that was not the takeaway from this game, Dev. If you ask me, the takeaway from this game was what the hell is going on with Sean Wade? Yes, he had a pick six. It was Ty Freifogel mossing him throughout the game. To me, I think it comes down to he's just not good at ball tracking in the air. Uh... He has good, he has solid technique. He's always there to make a play, uh, but he just can't get his head around uh, quick enough. And he's not making plays on the ball. He's not playing in general like he was last season. Uh, and I think that has something to do with his confidence being shot. And teams are attacking him, you know, when we thought he was, might be a first round player. Uh, you know, some people might still see him as a first round player, but right now he's really pushing second. Uh, maybe even third round at this point. Uh, he has the physical tools. Uh, he has the IQ, but to me, he is really lacking on those ball skills and, and getting his head around in coverage. So you hope Sean Wade can make it some sort of improvement. He showed that he can, you know, jump routes, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's not great when the ball is in the air. You can't get your head around and, and you're getting mossed by Ty Freifogel. 
Uh, Ty Freifogel has been amazing the last couple weeks, uh, but he is a day three pick. So, listen, man, it, Sean Wade, you gotta you gotta get together, man. Uh, you know, even our guy Corey Kennan, he he suggested maybe try to move into a Minka Fitzpatrick role, maybe a safety ish, or you know, go back to nickel. Maybe something like that will help. But right now, it's just not a good look right now for Sean Wade. Yeah, man, he just he hasn't played well. Uh, you know, this was someone that we thought was going to be competing with Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain is like cornerback one. Now, like, hey, Eric Stokes is catching up. J.C. Horn, before he opted out, catching up. Elijah Molden, Darian Kendrick. These guys are all kind of catching up with Sean Wade, and he's slipping. And if he doesn't get turned around soon, we might be in for a guy like one of those where we thought round one lock going in. This could be Greedy Williams again, man. We all thought Greedy was going to go round one, and he slipped to, like, you know, early to mid round two. We could be in for something similar with Sean Wade this year. It's never a lock, man. It's never a lock. Probably should have come out last year, if we're just being honest. Probably. Uh, was also, not ready. Not at all. Uh, Michael Penix, man. Uh, this is somebody that we saw could do something like this. Uh, last year we talked not about it. Not to say after. we were first, but we were first. Yeah. Uh, we saw in the Michigan State game last year the potential he had, uh, the connection he had with WAP. Now he has a really good connection with Ty Freifogel, uh, Peyton Hendershot, uh, Miles Marshall. I think that's a name to watch over the next couple of seasons. I think he could emerge as a potential uh, receiver prospect that, you know, could maybe make top 10, top 15 if he continues to develop down the line. Um, so they, they have a good core there. Uh, Jamar Johnson also had a really good game as well for Indiana's defense to safety. Had a, a couple interceptions, uh, had a had a sack, a couple tackles for loss. He had a big game as well defensively. Um, so, you know, looking at the Ohio State side, that offensive line was horrendous. It was horrendous yesterday. Turns out Thayer Munford's still bad. Shocker. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Wyatt Davis struggled a little bit yesterday as well. Josh Myers, really the whole offensive line struggled a little bit yesterday. Indiana was bringing exotic blitzes and, and confusing Justin Fields, uh, and, and we haven't even gotten to him yet, but he had a uh, a down game for sure. Uh, had a lot of people jumping off the bandwagon, which I don't understand. Calm down, folks. Just calm <laughs> down. It's like the same people that are saying that, that, that Miami messed up by taking Tua because they, right. they lost a game. I don't know if these same people have been paying attention, but... LA's only won one game with, with Justin Herbert. It's like QB wins don't matter. QB wins is not a real stat. No. Okay, the Saints no. can win a game with, with, with Taysom Hill. It doesn't mean that Taysom Hill is better than Sam... Uh, I was going to say he's better than Sam Darnold, but then again, that might actually be true. Actually, no. No, he's not, because Sam Darnold can get better because Sam Darnold's only 23 years old. Taysom Hill is like 39 years old making his first career start at quarterback. Old ass fucking converted fullback. <laughs> hey, Sam Ellinger, you got the blueprint to start. Yeah, no, I know, and I, I refuse to believe that this Taysom Hill rule. We'll talk more about this when we get onto the NFL game. I just hate the Taysom Hill rule. Screw that. The dumbest thing. The absolute dumbest thing. Yeah, uh, finishing, finish my thought with Ohio State. Uh, listen, stop overreacting. Justin Fields still QB2, man. These are the same people that were saying Justin Fields is not a franchise quarterback or the same people that said Kyle, they don't see anything with Trey Lance. They are the same people. 
They keep flip-flopping, flip-flopping back and forth. Oh, you know what? Now and these same people were probably saying that after, after, you know, uh, Yo, Trevor Lawrence had a couple of bad games last year that he's just, he's, he's, he's no good. He's not, he's not going to be some future star or over the off season we're going on about how Justin Fields is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. It's like, can you all make up your mind and keep your mind made up for more than 15 minutes? Yeah, this, this the attention span of the dog from up. This has been Who's crazy because I've never seen so many change changing of minds during the season and, and moving quarterbacks around so just irrationally like legitimately putting, my top uh i was gonna say yeah my top four my top five has basically been unchanged since like week three the order has changed a bit in that i flipped four and five and that's it that's it other than that my top five the only change in terms of Entering the top five from where we were in uh, July is there's no more Brock Purdy in my top five. There's no more Tanner Morgan in my top five. That's Kyle Trask and it's Zach Wilson now. Yeah. So for me, it's like, listen, just take the game in stride. Uh, we're going to talk about later one of my favorite quarterbacks had a horrendous game as well. A very similar game, in my opinion, to Justin Fields. Um We'll talk about that a little bit later, but you just can't just base off one game because every NFL quarterback has had a multiple interception game. It happens. You know, it's not like it's impossible. So to me, I wouldn't overreact to Justin Fields' performance. Uh, Indiana had his number. They saw some things that he might struggle with. They took advantage of it. Now it's up to Fields to, to improve. Because uh, he was he was starting to lock into receivers, he was just basically trying to do too much. Yeah, that's what it boiled down to. He was pushing too much, and like I tweeted, the great ones push sometimes, and it backfires, and you just gotta live with it, you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure as hell, Ohio State would much rather have Justin Fields than anybody on Georgia's roster right now. So, in terms of quarterback play, yeah, legitimately, people just gotta chill the hell out. All right, let's talk about Florida versus Vanderbilt quickly. Uh, Florida kicked the crap out of them. It was close at halftime. Yeah, it was close. Uh, Florida's defense fired Todd Grantham uh, next. Yeah, uh, Kyle Trask, 383, three touchdowns. Kadarius Toney, 6 for 107. He's going to the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah, I won't get a chance to see that up close in person because I just can't make the trip this year. Uh, so those that do make the Senior Bowl, uh, you know, say hi to Kadarius Tony for me, because that kid has... I said back in July, Florida need to get him the ball more this year, and they have, and look what's happened. Good things happen when you get Good things happen when you get him the ball, ball man. Big-time players make big-time plays. He's a playmaker, man. Love this kid. All right. Cincinnati barely escapes UCF. 36-33. It was close the entire game. Desmond Ritter, though, 21-32, 338, two touchdowns. And Marlon Williams, the receiver from UCF, I think he's a Michigan transfer, if I'm not mistaken. Not Which sure, just, but... I'm 90% sure he's a Michigan transfer. I can check that right now. Uh, I know he's a transfer. I just can't remember from where. Uh, yeah, he's over 1,000 yards on the season. He's making a bit of a name for himself, which which, you know, you love to see. Uh, oh, maybe he wasn't a transfer. Who do I have him confused with? 
I have no idea. Anyways, yeah, he had another good game. Uh, he's probably not going to crack day two, let's be honest. It's an incredibly stacked wide receiver room. But again, this receiver class is so deep. You're going to get guys that are impact players on day three at wide receiver. It's kind of, it's, it's maddening. Man, Cincinnati, they're not making it any easier on themselves trying to get into the college football playoff if you're struggling with UCF. Yeah, but UCF is a good football team. They are. I think Josh Heupel's probably going to leave UCF in the, in the offseason if, if there's a big job that, that offers him. Yeah, UCF is, is um, to me, it's like UCF is going to be a tough tough team to beat regardless. I mean, it, they're just tough. I mean, it's really Cincinnati, to me, they took control of the game in the fourth quarter. UCF scored late to make it a one-score game, but really throughout most of the fourth quarter, it was a two-score game. Cincinnati. Yeah control of the game pretty much the entire second half so BYU stomped northern uh, north Alabama 66 to 14 play Washington you cowards yeah uh I think they there was some sort of explanation of why they didn't I know decide to play uh but it was something involving the Pac-12 doing those yeah, well, like because they can screw them games. yeah they could screw them because if they play a Sunday game you know, what happens if the game gets canceled or, you know, a breakout happens for Washington, then BYU spent all that money and they can't get it back. <laughs> so I understand why, but it's it just doesn't make your case any better. Nope. No, you haven't faced anybody. Best team you face is Boise. I'm not impressed by a 66-14 win over North Alabama. By the way, I love how Zach Wilson attempted 16 passes in this game. Yeah, he played one half, literally. <laughs> no, I know. It's just <laughs> still funny. I did not see this next one coming. I did not see this one coming. Devin, that Northwestern defense is back. And I'll tell you, I you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy for them. You want to know why? Because you and I both like Peyton Ramsey. Uh, I love how even in games like this, when they do have a, another pass, you, you know, someone throwing the ball, it's still not Hunter Johnson. Thank God. They've learned from their mistakes. Thank God. All right. Blake Gallagher and Patty Fisher combined for 27 tackles between the two. I'm not surprised at all by the final score. Uh, I'm just surprised at the team who won because I expected it to be an ugly game. <laughs> by the way, uh, Paul Christ, 3-3 three and three against Northwestern in his career. I don't know, man. Pat we Fisher, probably should have seen this one coming. We should have. We should have saw it coming. Uh, Wisconsin has barely played this season for one, two they Graham Mertz. Illinois and Michigan. Yeah, they they haven't exactly played the cream of the crop. Um, I I I really don't know what to say about this game. I mean, Graham Mertz could not hold on to the ball. Wisconsin was fumbling left and right. They just couldn't do anything offensively, and they looked exactly like they have looked over the last couple of years when they lose games, one dimensional. So. 
give credit to Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, there were a bunch of fighting Reese Davises. That was, that's the joke yeah. this week. The fighting Reese Davises. Uh, thanks, Joey Galloway. I will tell you, Devin. I, 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 I have talked a lot about Patty Fisher in the past and how we should not make him a thing. He's playing like a thing, man. I still think Blake Gallagher's better. I still think Blake Gallagher is better. I still think both are day three picks. Northwestern, man. It's only a matter of time before Patty Fisher is mocked in the second round. I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> just... <laughs> it's only a yeah. matter of time. No. No. Not at all. Not even a little bit. No. Someone will do it. And they should have their media credentials taken away from them. This next one. I, I, I didn't, I didn't care about the outcome of this one. CJ Verdell had a good game. That's great. Dimitrik Felton, this running back from UCLA. Where have you been? Oh, he's been here. I knew who he was, but where have you been, bro? He's 34 been- carries, 167, two touchdowns. He had a good game against Kyle last week, too. And, and yeah, thanks, was... buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, big... never mind. No. Um, looking back to co-host. UCLA. Looking for a new co-host. <laughs> back to UCLA. Uh, Demetric Felton, he's going to be the next guy that play, could play multiple positions that's going to make an impact. Um, I think he's... <sighs> I don't, I don't really don't know what to comp him. I don't have a comp for him yet. Uh, but the way that he could potentially rise up draft boards kind of reminds me a little bit of Antonio Gibson. He doesn't have that same speed, but I think his vision is a little bit better than, uh, Gibson coming out of college. So I think that, uh, teams Did Gibson go in round two last year. I think he went round three, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But there's uh, a role, there's a role think, for him. I think Felton might acquire that role on an NFL team, and we'll see him next year make a, a immediate impact. Be that somewhat of a third down slash slot slash, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. So I, I could definitely see that for his career and. Maybe he he makes a late day two, maybe early day three pick, depending on how well he plays uh, in in Mobile, because he will be going to the Senior Bowl. But he's been impressive for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, Oregon won this one, thirty-eight thirty-five. But other uh, than Cardell, Oregon winning, but I was surprised UCLA kept it close. Yeah, yeah, same. I uh, did not think that I would be saying that. I hate how yeah, just. Ugh. I hate seeing. I just don't like Chip Kelly. <laughs> Speaking of games, we didn't expect to be close. Georgia and Mississippi State, thirty-one twenty-four. Uh, JT Daniels. Turns out, maybe he should have been starting earlier. Twenty-eight to thirty-eight, four hundred one, four touchdowns. Georgia airing it out, Devin. I think that was just to stick it to Mike Leach. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. He's like, oh, here's your pass. Here's your air raid offense here. Here's your air raid offense right here from a Pac-12. From, from, here's our Pac-12 transfer quarterback. Where's yours? <laughs> Sitting on the bench. Dude, uh, nice. By the way, Jermaine Burton, eight catches, 197, two touchdowns. This is a true freshman. I think JT Daniels has his favorite target. Name a better duo, Georgia and true freshman receivers. Yeah, pretty much, because George Pickens as a sophomore ain't done shit. He, he, he showed up a little bit. He showed oh, up by the way, Azizo Delari, game-stealing sack. Some people say he might be edge one. We'll see. Dude, the battle for edge one this year, listen, Greg Rousseau ain't played. Quiddy Pay gotten hurt. Hasn't played the last two games. But has like 78 pass hurries already on the season through like three games. Kid's a monster. Joseph Asai's playing well. Pat Jones is second in the country in sacks. Azizo Jalari, Jason Owe, who, by the way, still does not have a sack on the air. No, he doesn't, but... Shaka Tony very... does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Goodness uh, gracious, this is a deep edge class. It's not like, we're not talking about like five in the top ten or whatever. Like, you know, we may only get one top 15 edge rusher. We're going to get three or four in the first round. We're probably going to get like five or six in the top 50. It's deep. It's a deep position this year. I tell you what, whoever gets away, man, it's going to be, that's going to be a really good pick because I know he don't have the stats to show it, but what he does during the game, his bend, dip and rip, is is deadly. <laughs> the way he gets around the edge, him and Shaka Tony, I mean, I'm surprised they don't have 20 sacks combined already. Uh, by the way, Mississippi State's still bad, 2-5 and five now. Remember when seven, seven wins was going to be easy for them? They might not win another game. Uh, who do they have next? Who do they have next? Oh, have fun! You gotta go to you gotta go at Mississippi next. Oh yeah, the uh, Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl because it's Thanksgiving weekend. They always have these rivalry games. Thanksgiving this year is no exception. Uh, Can't wait for Elijah Moore to go for eight for two fifty. Dude, Elijah Moore leading the uh, leading the NCAA in receiving yards. Things you love to see. <sighs> this next one. Remember when I said Oklahoma State was going to make the college football playoff? Yeah. Yeah. They're not. Can Mike Gundy please coach in a big game when it matters? For once. Coach against Oklahoma? (laughs) Can he play in a game that actually matters? Can he coach in a game that actually matters and coach? He's like the opposite of Mike Tomlin, okay? Mike Tomlin always coaches down, and that's how Pittsburgh, like, the the Steelers lose games. Gundy loves facing teams he can beat the crap out of. But then when you get him to face a team that, like, you know, actually can, can, you know, beat them, he's just like, all right, cool. Thanks for, you know, thanks for the, the signing bonus, Oklahoma State. Here, have a trip to the end zone, Sooners. Like, where was this? What happened to Oklahoma State's defense? Texas really took their confidence. Good uh, God, it's gone. 
I I don't know who that team is. That, dude, Oklahoma State looks completely broken right now. Uh, well, Spencer Sanders got hurt. Shane Illings, Illingworth came in and went 5 of 21. Garbage. There's no excuse, man. Listen. Chuba, are, 8 for 44. Like, dude, Chuba's fallen into, like, round 3, round 4 territory. Right, He's played, like, shit this year. Yeah. He, he really has. It's not been great for him this year. No, um, no. By the way, Marvin Mims, uh, the Oklahoma receiver, he's going to be good. Uh, but geez, on I mean, Oklahoma State's defense, like where where y'all go? Where'd y'all go? They just disappeared. Yeah, I don't I don't know who I was looking at. Spencer uh, Sanders just tore them apart. Yeah, I told people, listen, man. Spencer Rattler, I told y'all after that Texas game, he was going to really turn things around, and they have not lost uh, since losing to uh, Iowa State. They have been on a roll, and looks like they're heading their way to yet another Big 12 championship because there is not – No, not gonna, they're still behind Iowa State right now. They oh, gotta yeah. face Iowa, they'd have to face Iowa State again. Like I said, they're on their way to another Big 12 <laughs> championship. Uh, unless they can't stop Brees Hall, which will be hard to do, but it's well, hard to see Oklahoma. that one yet. It's hard to see Oklahoma getting stopped. Getting yeah. stopped at this point, they've really even when they're bad, they're still the best in the Big Twelve. By the way, good good got on the Big Twelve this year for just making sure that they don't belong in the in the college football college football playoff. Yeah, at this point, it lies on Iowa State, and that loss to uh, Louisiana Lafayette at the beginning of the season is, is going to... Dude, there's no chance that, that that anyone in that conference makes a college football playoff. All right, uh, Coastal Carolina beats App State 34-23. to um, There's a... No, it's not... It's not... Cam Sample's from Tulane, not Coastal Carolina, right? Tulane. What am I thinking of? Teron Johnson's the one I'm thinking of. Jackson. Teron Jackson. That was Teron Johnson. Teron Jackson, you are correct. I am looking at it right now. Yeah. I need more coffee. <laughs> it's noon, but I need more coffee. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch this game, to be honest with you, Devin. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just being honest. I watched these Power 5 games. It's funny. Uh, but, yeah, listen. Coastal Carolina. Give them some love. Uh, they... The fighting Chanticleers. I don't know what they, that is. But. They don't... They have one big game left. Not this weekend, but next weekend. They play Liberty, but Liberty's not even ranked anymore, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, poor. One of us picked Liberty to win that game. And that was not me. You hey. almost had it. You almost had it. I, I, did. We'll I did. I did. I did. Okay, you know who didn't almost have it? Kansas State. Uh, they lost 45 to nothing to Iowa State. Brees Hall, 15 carries, 135 and two touchdowns. Brock Purdy, 16 to 20. I'm still not interested in you as a quarterback prospect. Get out of my face, Brock Purdy. 16 to 20, 236, three touchdowns. Skin was never close. Kansas State, oof. Just big oof. As soon as they, they dropped out of the top 25, you knew that season was over. Yeah. By the way, I, I still have not heard anything about Wyatt Hubert this year. At all, the, the Kansas State kid. 
Like, I know after the first couple of games, literally just all of, like, uh, Kansas State Twitter was just like, nope, get him off my team. He's bad. He had a one and a half tackles for loss. Let's see. He's got five and a half sacks on the year. Two, uh, oh, he had two and a half against Oklahoma State. Gonna have to check I hate to say it, but he's probably UDFA. Uh, he's a junior. He's got another year. Still UDFA. I'm sorry. It's a shame I liked him a little bit. I didn't think he was going to be like, yeah, top 75. I just thought like day three value. Probably not that. USC won a game without having to get a late game touchdown, Devin. Jake Bentley is not good. I swear to God, Jake Bentley is our age. I don't know, but he's not good, man. I feel like he's been in college forever. I I don't see it with him. Uh, he, he He just cannot throw a football consistently at all. Utah was was replacing so much. This this really didn't come as much of a surprise. A um, couple of guys for USC that had good games. Marlon uh, uh, Tui Pelotu, the defensive tackle for USC. He had a good game. You know who else had a good game? Uh, the safety. Uh, God, uh, Talanoa Hufanga. I always love picking up these names that nobody can say. Yeah, Talanoa Hufanga. Game ceiling pick. Uh, USC, 3-0. This one they actually deserve to win. Finally. This was not a fun game to watch under any circumstances, Devin. Liberty and NC State, 15 to 14. Malik Wills, your leading passer in this game at 13 of 32 for 172. Poor Liberty. Poor Liberty. Not NC State. Not, I mean, they're six and three now, man. They're they're a sneaky good six and three. Yeah, they have a chance to win out and finish eight and three. I mean, which three weeks ago we would not have thought was possible. I thought they were. Billy Hockman's still bad, but I thought they were going to tank, but they did get the benefit of a soft schedule. I mean, look at look who their hardest game was. What North Carolina and Miami. <laughs> The rest of the schedule is like all winnable games outside Virginia. When Virginia Tech was good, I mean, they beat a good Pitt team that is okay now. But other than that, I mean, they don't. They didn't have Clemson. They didn't have Notre Dame. So I mean, that's two teams right there that they avoided. So shout out to Dave Dorn. Uh, he he got a, a got a. He's gonna cash in. He's gonna cash in and get and get a big money, big big years. money, big buyout deal from another from like an SEC team or maybe a Pac-12 team. Hey, maybe maybe Tennessee. He was linked to them the last time they you know they were looking for a head coach. Maybe, but yeah, listen, I'm disappointed that Liberty lost. I was looking forward to Coastal Carolina and Liberty battling it out for a potential New Year's Six bowl game. But that's not going to happen. So uh, it's still going to be a good game, but I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, but, you know, Malik Willis had a, had a struggle of a game. You know, despite throwing three picks, he threw picks on back-to-back drives in the fourth quarter. He still let him down into field goal range. So I mean, they just couldn't finish the deal. Auburn is the worst 5-2 and two football team I've ever seen. 
And Tennessee, uh, Jeremy Pruitt's got to go. We're talking five straight losses for for the Volunteers. It last year he had a looking promising. He was on the hot seat, and then he riled off like six straight wins. That's not happening this year. No. Five straight losses. They lose thirty to seventeen to a Bo Nix led offense. Is they really looking like it's going to be a three and seven season? Because they got Vanderbilt, Florida, and Texas A and M. <sighs> last three weeks so. yeah guess what you know what you know what three and seven at tennessee spells out out goodbye jeremy pruitt hello dave dorn uh <laughs> or hugh freeze i did not watch a look at this game i'm not even gonna lie to you i i really had no interest in this game anthony schwartz three catches 84 yards and a touchdown yeah yeah what a what a what a letdown of a game for us to finish talking about college football on this week. Well, I will say Trey Smith did look good. Uh, I saw a couple clips of him from the game, but other than that, keep Tennessee man. All right, Devin, let's go over to the NFL quick. Um, we had some interesting games. Uh, hang on, as I bring that up, what do we got? Well, first, let's talk about, uh, I don't think Thursday Nighter would have, no, because we didn't, anyways, Thursday Nighter, uh, that one was Seahawks and Cardinals, that was another good game, Seahawks won that one, then we go over to Sunday, alright, we're gonna get these two uh, out of the way early, let's talk about the Eagles and Browns, the first thing I see on my brand new TV when I set it up was Kareem Hunt scoring a touchdown. By the way, Carson Wentz threw like two more interceptions. The Eagles are still in first place in the division at three, six, and one. Not bad. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Still in first place. Yeah, there's really not much to say about the game, to be honest. Um... This game was. This game must have been terrible to watch. I can't. I couldn't tell you because I didn't watch it. I had it on for like 15 minutes. Yep. I mean, Browns ran all over the Eagles. We expected that to happen. The Eagles, honestly, I hate to say this, they are they're too bad to to to, to fully rebuild, but they need to rebuild. Let Zacherts go. Fire Howie, because Jesus Christ, most of the reason that, that we're in this mess is because of Howie Roseman's drafting and handing out contract extensions to, I mean, yes, Carson once played very well heading into the, you know, the, you know, getting that extension. Since getting that money, he's played like crap. Um, stop drafting three of the same player in Jalen Rager, Tim Hightower, and Quez Watkins. Don't do that. Um, why is Nate Gary still playing? Why is Jalen Mills still playing? Why is Jalen Mills still on an NFL roster and not playing for the BC Lions or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Genuine question. Feel free to answer. You're the LSU guy. Listen. He's I... so bad. They moved him from corner, oh, sorry, from safety to play corner. This mid game, and he actually 
was getting beat worse at corner than he was at safety. Eagles are a dumpster fire, man. Yeah, and here's the thing. You can't really blow it up, Devin, because if you traded Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, anybody else on that roster that's still worth a damn, Jason Kelsey, you let Zach Ertz walk. Trade him. No, Ertz is a free agent at the end of the year, I think. Yeah. I think so. He's gone. He's good. As good as gone. Or, or no, he's got one year left. So yeah, trade him. Trade him. Here's, and all. Here's, here's the problem, though. You got a nice blank slate, right? No, because you still have that albatross of a contract that you gave to Carson Wentz. Yeah, that wasn't smart. You don't. You don't give quarterbacks money. You think that they may earn over the course of their career, you give it to them for what they've done. And Carson Wentz should be making see, like see, it's see, really I, I hope Browns fans are listening to this because you're going to face this exact same problem next year with, with Baker Mayfield. You already got to decide if, you, if you're going to pick up his fifth-year option. He's about to make Kirk Cousins money. Yeah. Browns are 7-3, and three, but it definitely isn't because of Baker. Yeah, you can thank the defense and team building. <laughs> you can thank the defense, team building, and the uh, having two of the best six running backs in the league. And and the schedule. The and schedule. the schedule. And having Jarvis Landry. And having two, you know, uh, some really good tight end weapons. And having a, you know an offensive line that's got a rookie of the year candidate. Just having an offensive line in general. I yeah. Mean, oh, what's that like, Devin? Because the Eagles don't have one. I mean. Our, uh, I won't, I won't do it. Go, move on to the next game. I'll well, the next one is Taysom Hill. So, uh, we got the Saints and the Falcons. Falcons well, had won three of four coming into this one. Well. Isn't that now twice you've kicked their ass this year? Nah, we haven't even played them yet. Oh, that was, that was just one game? We played them in two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, well next week, so. I mean... I mean, Falcons fans should be embarrassed. I mean, you got beat by... You got beat by a fullback. Yeah, you got beat by a fullback. De- Devin, Devin, the Saints fan, isn't even interrupting me. He knows. Listen. He may be the most fun fullback in the league, but he's still a fullback. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's clearly not sustainable. I think we both God, know God, no. By the way, I love how people are like, look at this dart from Taysom Hill, and Emmanuel Sanders has to run back five yards to make that catch. He did make a throw later that was much better than that, but he got called back for a holding penalty. They're like, look at that dart that he underthrew by ten yards. Yeah, it was funny. Um, It was just a funny time yesterday because I knew that people were going to freak out over Taysom Hill, and that's exactly what they did. Instead of focusing on the fact that... I was watching Good Morning Football. They're like, we talk all the time about Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, these mobile quarterbacks. Welcome to the Taysom Hill era. He's got an era? He's got an era? The dude is already 30. The dude is older than Russell... He's older than Brock Osweiler, who retired... After a six-year career, or sorry, an eight-year career, and has less t- has less pass attempts coming into this week than Jake Luton, who has only made two career starts. You know how it be. 
What the hell is this? This is not an error. This is stupid. Get Jameis under center for the love of God. Listen, it, there, there's really no need right now. Based on who the Saints are playing, they don't really need a real quarterback. Let's be honest here. I mean, you just face the Falcons. They basically, it was a joke game. I mean, they're playing the Broncos next. I mean, and then they play the Falcons again, and then the Eagles. So, I mean, hell, you might as well start Taysom against, listen, the dream match. If the Eagles lose to Taysom Hill, I'm quitting the podcast. Eagles Saints, Jalen Hurts, Taysom Hill. Oh, there we go. Make it happen. I, I almost don't want to talk about this next game. This one was just sad. Joe Burrow's out for the year, torn ACL. Washington wins 20-9. to They're now half a game back in the NFC least. Um, no one cares about this game. The only thing that mattered was, was Joe Burrow. Yeah. By the way, Cincy, draft a fucking offensive tackle. Draft a line? Uh, just, you know what? In the first round, simple. Go Penny Sewell. In the second round, simple. Go Trey Smith. In the third round, simple. Go get whoever the best center is on the board. Maybe Tyler Linderbaum. I don't even care who they draft offensively or whatever. Like you, you need to get a lot. Jonah Williams, and then the the other four positions just upgraded everything. Just trade use your your trade uh, assets to get better offensive linemen because. It, you don't want to see this become a pattern. By the way, Ryan Finley is now going to be the head co- uh, not the head coach. Jeez, uh, Christ. Uh, well, you know what? There's probably going to be a new head coach. He's going to be uh, the new quarterback. He's got a sub uh, 50% career pa- uh, completion percentage. NC State's finest. NC State's finest. How about the Lions getting shut out by a Panthers team that, you know, only had an XFL quarterback starting? Hey, I told my guys here, Feinberg, that the Panthers are going to win. And they did. They embarrassed the Lions. I told them. The Lions are not who you think they are. Jeff Okuda got cooked by DJ Moore. Yeah, I mean, look, man. Uh, I, corner has is always tough. As a rookie, but Okuda's being beat at what was his strength in, in in college, which is press. At this point, I think that he, teams are targeting him. Yes, yeah, psychologically, he's just not there right now. And and you know what? That takes time. And here's the thing: he's also having to, to play in a system that is run by Matt Patricia. What is Matt Patricia's go-to on defense? Just, like, get the shit beat out of you for, like, three and a half quarters, but then just make a timely interception. His defensive game plan is give up a lot of yards, which, last I checked, not a very good defensive game plan, because give up a lot of yards generally translates to we also give up a lot of points, which for a defensive genius, not ideal. By the way, fire Matt Patricia. It's over in Detroit. They really thought they were seller uh, buyers at the uh, trade deadline. I'll never forget that. Embarrassing. I almost wish that 
they weren't cowards and would just trade Matt Stafford to a team that he can win. Like, let's say Phil Rivers retires in the offseason. Just trade him to Indy. That way Indy gets to kick the can further down the road in terms of drafting a quarterback. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. This is, they should have never got Phil Rivers. They should have just started, start from when they were. No, so, just let just let them kick that can down the road, man. No. Yes. All it's going to do is lead to bad contracts, and then you're they just going to... They, they got like $80 million in, 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 in cap space. But yeah, but at what All expense? All players are on rookie contracts. At what expense? They're 7-3, and three, best in the division. Start a rookie quarterback now. Do you really want to start Jacob Eason? Because I don't. Listen, the Colts have a good defense, but they're not serious contenders right oh, now. Oh, hell no. T.Y. Hilton is washed. They they need to revamp that whole weaponry. Mm-hmm. They got Michael Pittman. He made a big play. but Finally got his first career touchdown. But a lot of those other pieces got to go. Yeah. It's time yeah. to get that offense. That, keep the offensive line. Everything else really needs to be reset. Well, outside of running back. They style draft their running backs, please. Please stop. Yeah. Pay Marlon Mack. Please stop drafting running backs. Don't draft the pot. Naheem Hines. Oh, my God. I just realized, yeah, like Marlon Mack, Naheem Naheem Hines, uh, Jonathan Taylor, they're all, like, between, like, 23 and 26. Lions and Colts, please stop drafting running backs. Please. And, like, they, they all were drafted in, like, round two, three, and four. Drive something else. All right. Uh, the Steelers beat the crap out of the Jaguars. Nothing else needs to be said about that one. 27-3. Steelers 10-0. Really haven't faced much. Uh, they got a test on Thursday. Yeah, Baltimore. Speaking of Baltimore, they haven't beat anybody that matters this year uh, other than the Browns. 30-24, to they lose to the Titans. Derrick Henry, 133 yards on the ground. Tannehill, he woke back up. Ravens' offenses were gross, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Titans' defense did not look good at all for most well, they, of the season. They, they, they all... shut down. Okay. Oh, no, no, I said, like, the Titans' defense has not looked good at all this year, and they shut down this team. Yeah, listen, something's up with the offensive coordinator, you know, Greg Roman. He's not called great games for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson hasn't gone out and executed. I mean, it really comes down to that. They're missing Ronnie Stanley. That's a big, big blow, I think, to their offensive line. They don't have that same trust they had in it last year. Uh, Mark Ingram is pretty much all all well but diminished in this offense. Uh, it's a J.K. Dobbins show pretty much. Patrick Queen has really, really had a rough couple weeks. Um, missing tackles, not wrapping up. You know, it just hasn't been a great couple of weeks for him. Ravens are just not a threat right now. Uh, the the Browns are in second place in the AOC North. This late in the season is unheard of. I, so Ravens fine for a playoff spot at this point. I wish I had an answer for you, Devin. I wish I had an answer for you, but yeah, I mean, they lose to the Patriots and they lose to the Titans back to back weeks. Yeah, Speaking of the Patriots, they lost to the Texans. Patriots. The Texans beat someone that wasn't the Jags. 
Shocker. Uh, yeah, Patriots are just not a good football team. Nope. They're just not good. By the way, it's good to see Deshaun Watson really have another great game. Yeah, it's been a cool couple weeks. He had Cam Newton play Lamar Jackson last week, and then he played uh, Deshaun. Now next week he played, well, this week, this past week he played uh, Deshaun, and then this upcoming week he'll play Kyler. So I'm sure all those guys kind of look up to Cam at some capacity, so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, the Patriots... I mean, they're technically still alive in in the playoff hunt, but yeah, no. I guess technically, according to most playoff graphics, because of that expanded playoff spot, because there's now seven teams, like the Broncos are still technically in it now after beating the Dolphins twenty to thirteen. We all thought that this was going to be a shoe in win for the for the Dolphins. Well, well, ben, well, uh, Flores benched Tua un- inexplicably. I mean, he said- I don't know what that was, but like I said. Like, people are like, oh, well, the Dolphins clearly missed on Tua. Like, he's 3-1 and one as a starter. Do you think that the Dolphins would be 6-4 and four if they decided to stick with, with Fitzception? Literally. Like, it, it's funny, man. Are rookies, are rookie QBs just not allowed to have a bad game anymore? Nope. You right now, I think rookie quarterbacks have the highest expectations they've ever. Like had. you have to literally come in and win a Super Bowl in your second, you know, by your second year in order for people to be like, "Yep, you're the guy." That's why people already think Lamar Jackson's a bust. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. Like, bro, what the fuck? He's got the most wins in his first three years of anybody ever. It's it's funny because it's like I know QB wins don't matter, but like. Come on, do you really think that? Look at what the, the, the Ravens' offense was before he got there and to what it is now. Like, you can't run that offense with Joe Flacco. It'd be funny, but you can't. The impatience with quarterbacks is unreal, and it's going to continue next however, year. However, I will say this. If Denver actually were in a position to draft a quarterback, they should. I just don't see it with Drew Locke, man. He's got all the swagger in the world, all the arm talent in the world. But he sucks. His accuracy is shit. He can't read defense as well. Not good under pressure. Not mobile enough to be a factor in that. Like, makes the same mistakes over and over and over again. Yeah. But people are like, yep, yep, the Dolphins should have drafted Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert beat the Jets yesterday. Great. The staff here at Blue Chip Scouting could beat the Jets. And there's only seven of us. That is true. If you expand Blue Chip Scouting to literally, like, the full 12 people that work for us, we'd still beat the Jets. I am asking the Jets to play James Morgan. We don't need to see any, we do not need to see any more of Joe Flacco. Dude threw a pick six at the five-yard line. The five-yard line is on five-yard line. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, uh, by the way, good on the Chargers for finally getting off the schneid and barely beating the Jets. 34-28. to 28. Great. So happy. By the way, leading rusher in this game was 78-year-old Frank Gore. Hey. AP and Frank Gore keeping the old running back tradition alive. Oh, he just split carries this week. 
Well, DeAndre Swift wasn't healthy, so that's why AP got all the carries. Uh, I, I can't explain it. Just I forgot the fact he's 36 years old. The Jets need to figure out something at running back. Cause Sama- I mean, no, it's not uh, Samaji P. Ryan. Uh, what's his name? Well, Michael P. Ryan. Well, Michael P. Ryan and Frank Gore is your duo on the running back. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really ideal. No, no, it's not. Dude, they need Trevor and they need Najee Harris. Trevor and ETN. Trevor and ETN. Um, says no. Trevor and literally any of the running backs in this year's class. Oh, hold on. Yeah, like the top five or six. Yeah, there we go. Get get Trevor Lawrence and Javante Willis. Ooh, that would be a fun. Ooh. Ooh, I just got. How about about Trevor Lawrence and uh, Demetri Felton? Uh, Basically, as long as it's not Trevor and Chuba. (laughs) You never know. Chuba might uh, turn things around, man. He might. I just, I don't know what's, like I said when we were talking about that, I don't know what's happened with, with Chuba this year. All right, Packers and Colts. 34 to 31 in overtime. These are two teams where they're 7 and 3, and I'm still not really sure what they are. I was about to say that. I, I don't know where you rank Green Bay in terms of top teams in the NFC. I mean, are they good? Uh, you can yeah. make an argument, but. You got Devontae Adams, Scantling, he's okay. You know, the receiving core is just okay. I mean, do you really trust him to go out go out and win a game? Uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, I don't believe in him. Sorry. Um, yeah, the Packers, man. They're just a team right now. I you feel like they, them- need? they need more wide receivers, and we've been saying this for over a year now. Yeah, so I'm thinking um, at this point, I mean, the Seahawks and Packers are pretty much in, in the same boat. Um, they got a lead quarterback, but everything else is like kind of kind of good, kind of not. Well, we know the Seahawks defense is just straight up bad, but the Packers defense really isn't great. They're not horrible. But they're not great, and they're they're not going to win you games, obviously. So, I mean, I don't even know where you would rank them in terms of, like, it's a bunch of AFC teams and maybe the Saints, maybe. I think the AFC is winning the Super Bowl this year. I think we can all agree on that one. Maybe the Bucks. I don't know. Maybe no, the- I'm out on the Bucks. I'm out. Every time I pick the Bucks to win, they lose. Every time I pick them to lose, they win. They playing tonight, so against the Rams, maybe. Hey, maybe it's the Rams. Maybe they, they have good defense. Hey, hey, you know, congrats to the people at Best Buy. They can sell me a TV on Sunday and then go out and win a football game on Monday. Cooper Cup, <laughs> Cooper Cup, you know, being gracious enough to to carry out my TV, then getting three touchdowns on Monday. I hate those uniforms. They look like Best Buy employees. <laughs> <laughs> when um, they play at home, they look like they work at Best Buy or Walmart. This podcast. Oh hmm? no. Hmm? I said we reached this point of the podcast. Oh no. Tell we've been going for a while. What the hell was this game, Devin? What in the sea foam hell was this game? 
Cowboys win 31-28 over the Vikings. I have no words for the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tyler Fornes. He lost to the 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 Cowboys on their third. By Andy Dalton. Wait, Andy Dalton played? It's Andy Dalton. That's that tells you everything you need to know. I didn't watch a lick of this game. There were two circus catches. That's all I saw from this game. I don't really care to talk. By the way, leading passer in the game, Kirk Cousins. Leading rusher in the game, Dalvin Cook. Leading receiver in the game, Adam Thielen. Still lose. Still lose. <laughs> oh, boy. And then the Sunday nighter, this one was fun. It, this was a whoever had the ball last was going to win this one, and that's exactly how it turned out to be. Chiefs win 35-31. I predicted this one correctly in my article. I was worried, though, because I did say, what's harder than beating the Chiefs? Harder than beating the Chiefs twice. You know what's harder, you know, harder than beating the Chiefs? Beating the Chiefs team with revenge on their mind. And they, whew. Las Vegas is good, man. Derek Carr is playing some of the best football he's ever played. Yeah, he's not trying to get replaced. <laughs> yeah, that is true. He's a good team. Just for a while, we thought Trey Lance was a lot to go to Las Vegas. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He is there to stay. Listen, Vegas is going to make the playoffs this year. For sure. I think Vegas is going to make the playoffs. I think that last playoff spot honestly comes down to Vegas or Miami. And I'm get, I'm leaning Vegas. Well, if, if the Dolphins going to keep putting back in Ryan Fitzpatrick, that pretty much seals their fate. Yeah. Like, if you stick with a quarterback, stick with him. Don't don't flip-flop. I We know flip-flopping is the worst. I, the only thing I can think of is unless, like, Tua felt banged up. Well, maybe, but they were saying that they just straight-up benched him. For Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's in, like, his fourth career start. Like, just... Can you show some confidence in your first-round pick? Jesus Christ. Every every time I want to give Brian Flores credit for what he's done this year, it's just been like, oh, no, let's go back to Fitzpatrick. No, let's not and say we still didn't. Like, Jesus. Yeah, it's bad. Well, that's a depressing end of this podcast. Uh, that'll do it for today, guys. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at Real D underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout. Follow our work on BlueChipScouting.com. We've both got some big things planned for this coming week. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, as always, guys, if you're looking for those protein bars, BuiltBar.com slash Big Shots for the promo code 10% off. But wait till later this week because I know what I know what's coming later this week. I just can't spoil it right now. So listen up. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Take care.